With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think I was waiting for something to happen that uh, that didn't happen. So here we go. Let's get this party started. Welcome to P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kayla. This program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on, as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, like what, Kaylin Patterson? Like a macro through ice cream. <laughs> there you have it. Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, and he is Kaylin Patterson. And together we are Team Awesome, the dynamic duel of P4P Real Talk. Kaylin Patterson, how? Well, hey, how's it going? And I just want to say hello to everyone. But I also want to add some uh, additional sponsors for the show today, and that is Sigma Fit. Yeah, using Egyptian cotton, hydrophonic technology, and much, much more to make that workout even better. And if you do the workout, you can go to Anytime Fitness in Wisconsin, and hey, hello, they're open 24 hours a day, so you can always not have an excuse to get your fit in. How about that, Des? There you have it, and that would be for this particular so Anytime Fitness of Southern Wisconsin, but anybody who's familiar with Anytime Fitness, you know that once you have a membership, you have anywhere access. So your key gets you into any club, wherever it's at. So whether it's Anytime Fitness of Southern Wisconsin or any Anytime Fitness in Wisconsin, you are good to go. I and love that perk of that chain. And there you have it. And I'm not just saying that because I once was part of Anytime Fitness. It's just Always a are. good thing to have. Love it. Love it. No matter where I go, if there's an Anytime Fitness, and generally there are Anytime Fitnesses everywhere in every state and in several other countries around the world, I can swipe in, get my workout on, and keep right on moving. Swipe in. Right. Anytime, everywhere. On moving. <laughs> that is right. And speaking of fantastic gym facilities, I tell you what, Kaylin and I have the privilege of being on the judging panel for Courtney and Cody Miles' Rumble on the River, their annual competition. And shout out to those two, fantastic job for their first year. Hope to see it growing. But uh, one of the other judges is part of a fantastic fitness facility out there in Davenport, Iowa. And I tell you what, it was absolutely amazing. Never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. Restaurants, full-size indoor sand volleyball courts, full-size soccer fields, several basketball courts, 
outside every softball and baseball field you would ever want to play on, pool, pro shop, I mean. sand volleyball. Yes, arcades. There was bowling alleys on two levels of this. I mean, this facility was amazing, and it has a gym with one of the most beautiful uh, hack squat machines I've ever seen in my life. Almost brought a tear to my eye. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Just thinking about it. (laughs) But it's true. That place is awesome. Oh, they call it level two, but I call it level ten because it's on another level. It, I mean, it was just amazing. And so shout out to uh, Jesse Adams, who was part of the judging panel, um, for getting us in there and allowing us to check it out and work out and all of that great kind of stuff. It was just fantastic. And tonight, tonight we have not just another member of that judging panel on the phone with us, but the head judge. And KP, the I'll man. let you introduce him. The man. Oh, help it when it do this fella, because I just adore him. Yeah, the, the heart just goes and goes and goes because he's just such the man. And I say that in the most loving way because he just finds a way to keep everyone involved and engaged. And he's one of the most impassioned people, biggest heart, passionate about what he does. And what his goal is is to make natural bodybuilding where it should have always been. And because he's so driven, he's doing it in ways that basically are groundbreaking on their own. And with any kind of support factor and backing, I'm sure we will be at that elite status of natural bodybuilding. And I'm talking about Earl, the Pearl Snyder, and he just finds ways to just keep everyone engaged, happy, and enjoying the show, and he keeps the show running smoothly. And that's not an easy thing, let me tell you. But it does happen when this man has the reins and is basically guiding us, guiding the ship on the way it should go. And he just did another phenomenal job this past weekend, as Desiree said. And, you know, what else needs to be said other than to introduce the man and have him introduce himself? Pearl for Pearl. Nighter. Say hello. Uh, thanks, KP. You guys, you guys are the dynamic duo. That's what I see you two as. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I do appreciate that. And, Des, when you said about Anytime Fitness, it's funny because at Penn State, there's an Anytime Fitness, and that's actually where we put our posing seminars on for any any and all athletes. So we all oh, – wow. they're very, hus, very hospitable here in, in State College, Pennsylvania. So we a shout-out to Anytime Fitness because uh, they, they help us with the athletes um, in our posing seminars. That was ironic. Awesome. <laughs> it was fake. It was fake. Yeah. So in, yep. a, in addition to uh, what Kaylin shared about you, Earl, why don't you, you know, because you know we are adding new listeners all the time and new listeners around the world all the time, so it's awesome. And I know that the NGA is international. In fact, it's in Italy, among other places. So shout-outs to all those folks. But why don't you uh, – Tell everybody a little bit more about yourself and your affiliation with the uh, NGA and what that stands for. Okay, NGA is the uh, National Gym Association, and it's the oldest, longest, most reputable uh, drug-free bodybuilding organization out there. Um, we have over 100 shows. Uh, we're in South Korea. 
We're in Italy, and uh, we're looking at expanding more into Asia as well um, in the near future. And just Italy alone, when they come to compete in the U.S., for some reason, they always, I mean, they always bring up a tough, tough team, and they usually clean house. You know, they they gear up. So, you know, um, yeah, we we just we just keep growing. And again, it's not about us. It's about the. It's all about the athletes. You know. So, um, what am I doing? Um, just came back from Iowa with you guys. You guys did an awesome job judging. So, not only are you guys competitors, which makes you. Uh, better judges, but also vice versa, the judging and the competitiveness of it. Um, you guys are doing real well. Uh, I am booked for 22 shows this year. So uh, hats off, like you said, Rumble on the River with uh, Courtney Miles was my 10th or 11th show this year. So I only got like wow. 12 more to go. Yes. So I'm excited about the uh, one coming up on August the 11th. Yeah, NGA P4P Pro-Am Undefeated Natural Bodybuilding Championships. And I, I'm just I'm just excited for that. That's right. And where is that going to be held at, Kaylin Patterson? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The whole Chunk Casino on the West Coast Dells. Um, so as as Earl said, that is coming up. It is around the corner, and Earl is head judge again at that competition. And so tonight's show, it's a little dual purpose because we always get a lot of questions about judging. Judging is always a hotly contested area, um, lots of questions around it. And, uh, you know, we, we like to keep bringing it back around, keeping folks in the know on how judging works. Um, and it, it, it can be a little bit different from organization to organization, but uh, tonight we have an oral, so we're going to be talking about judging from the NGA perspective, but also any P4P undefeated registered athletes that are out there. Tonight is a great night for you to be on the show and for you to be paying attention. And if someone knows a P4P undefeated athlete, uh, that's going to be competing, you're going to want to forward this show to them if they're not tuned in tonight because Earl's going to be talking about the things that these athletes in particular, and also if you're competing in the NGA anywhere, are going to want to know before they step on stage. Um, so this is all about, yes, judging, ask your questions, but if you're looking at competing at an NGA show in the future, this one is going to be for all of those athletes that are out there. So, Earl, start us off, guy. Where where do we yeah. need to begin with what folks should know about judging at an NGA well, competition? I, and when I talk NGA, of course, the uh, P4P is uh, part of the NGA, so definitely want to thank and welcome those guys aboard and you guys. Uh, I just want the listeners know and anybody else because, we have nothing to hide. All of our rules are on the website for anybody to read. So I know some organizations, they don't believe in sharing what the bylaws are, what the rules are, but we, we, we put that there for the athletes, coaches, and everybody else. So the first thing is uh, we, in the NGA, we started this last year. We're holding our judges accountable. And I think we're one of the – I think we're the first ones, if any other organization is doing it, but 
you know, judges have to score a, cer- a certain percentage, and that's 75%, um, which is tough to get, believe it or not. Um, and then if a, if a judge score that, then they got to re- they have a year to get that. If they don't, then they got to test judge. And it's a shame because the misconception and what we're finding out, guys, is that you have pro athletes that have competed for years that are only judging at a 55%. And you have coaches that, that are scoring a 60%. So just because you're a pro athlete or a, 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 somebody that's competed for 30 years doesn't make you a good judge. And just because you've prepped a lot of people getting ready for shows and you're a coach, that doesn't make you a good judge. And so most people take for granted, and they have the same people show up to shows, and now we're holding people accountable. We're finding out that it's not fair to the athletes when you have a judge scoring somebody that's worked so hard for 16 weeks, busting their tail, and that judge is going to get like a 55% or 65%. So we in the NGA are holding everybody accountable, myself included. You know, and uh, one of the things that we do, listeners, is before the show even starts, we have a meeting, a head judge, uh, the head judge will have a judge's meeting, and we go over every division of what the NGA is looking for. So what that does is it puts the judges on the same sheet of music instead of just, oh, we're showing up and scoring. Does that make sense? And the judges have to read the bylaws. So that just makes it more solidified of the confidence that we have in the uh, NGA and the judges. And to mention the judging, I'm talking about uh, Joe Manning and the uh, P4P Pro-Am Championships and the P2 Championships is that there's no hometown cooking. And I've been to many shows where you have several judges that are living within a 30-mile radius of, of a show. And I'm thinking, man, that's not something's not right there. But but Joe is bringing in uh, judges from Iowa, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and I think even Indiana. I mean, it's all over. So as KP says, there's no hometown cooking. And uh, again, it's all about the athletes. What's fair, it's it's a business. The business is for the athletes. It's not about the promoters. It's not about the judges. It's all about the athletes. And so we, the judges, we try to give. We do stick around and are required to stick around to help the athletes achieve their goals. And we do that by giving them feedback of what they did good and also what they can improve upon to help them reach their goals. And that's part of what the the judging is what we do. Does that, does that make sense? Yes. Um, if I could add on to that, Earl, because this is something that, uh, you know, you go through it and sometimes you overlook the obvious. And one of the things that you said is, you know, we would, as judges, have to be, we had to make ourselves available for the, the competitors to make sure that they did get the feedback right then and there when it meant the most and where they could remember what their uh, physiques and bodies were looking like and, you know, sometimes talk them off the edge for if they didn't place or, you know, where they thought they should have. And this was not like a quick uh, in and out thing. Not only was it at the venue itself, but also at the after party. Is that something that you've seen helps the uh, individuals and competitors? Or is that something as a competitor you said, this is something I would like to have when I was starting out? 
I think it, I think it's hand in hand, KP. Uh, again, our job as judges, we're professionals, so we're look at we're looked at as as being professionals, and we need to carry ourselves that way, which we do. Um, but but again, we're required to take notes on every athlete, and so when an athlete comes up to us, which we encourage, I mean, it gets a little bit discouraging when you say, you know what, that guy just needed to tweak this or just needed to do this, not much, but yet they don't come up to us. So we right there, you listeners, we always, always encourage you guys to please approach the judging panel. I mean, even just last Saturday, Des and uh, Kaden had, we all had notes just ready for the athletes. And when an athlete's open-minded to that, I mean, that, that's, that's, to me, that's what bodybuilding's about. To help them again achieve their goals and to and to get better. Yeah, there you have it. Um, and even now, we're getting some emails from competitors that are looking for feedback, which is great. But I just want to stress for athletes that are there, and I know sometimes it's tired, sometimes we want to leave, sometimes the show drags on, but. It's always best, if you can, to connect with the judges during the show when their memories are freshest. Um, We still have our notes, but after a couple of days, you know, we've seen so many athletes in a given day, it can kind of blur together. So you're always going to get your best feedback if you can connect with the judges right away. So I just want to add that to the conversation as well. Um, Earl, we're starting to get in some listener questions, so I want to go ahead and um, share those with you as well for your perspective. This one is from Linda. She's saying, why hasn't good judging always been paramount for good shows? What good is having all the amenities without it? Well, that's an awful good question. And as a competitor, former competitor, uh, I, I understand what you're saying. It's just that again, I can go from here from forward on. Is again, the NGA is, is holding judges accountable, and our goal is to to have the best judges because we know how hard you guys work. And I'll, I'll use I'll use me as an example. Um, some, when the judges don't make the the cut or the score or the not good scores, guess what? I either don't bring that judge back. And that could be long-time friends, people I've known for 20, 30 years. You know what? Because it's not about them. It's not about my friends judging. The, no, it's about the athlete and what's best for the athlete. So I know up in New Jersey, we've had to clean house. People have been with us for years. Guess what? They're no longer judging. I mean, we can use them as expediting, but we are shuffling judges to where we only want the best. And I would and I would just add to that, I would think, Linda, that good judging has always been paramount. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. um, any good promoter, any ethical promoter wants to bring in judges that are not going to do their job. I think what the NGA is doing here is in keeping judges accountable, it's just moving the judging um, position to the next level and making sure that it stays at, um, you know, a high-executing panel. And so that's what I see this as. I don't see it as judging wasn't important in the past. They're just saying, you know Mm -hmm. what, judging is that important, and because it is that important, 
we're going to we're going to up our game and make sure that we're giving our athletes the best experience possible. So, and just to clarify a little bit, so when Earl is talking about percentages of, you know, a judge being at 55% or 65%, so you have a panel of judges and you have one set of criteria. Um, you know, every judge may see things a little bit differently, but based on the criteria, they should be pretty darn close. So, out of 5 judges, if you're looking at, you know, six different athletes and it's it's pretty darn clear who the top three should be, out of those five judges, they may differ, you know, who how the top three athletes are their first, second, or third, but those top three should be in the top three because of the way they fit the criteria. Regardless of a judge's background, the criteria doesn't change. So, you know, they want judges that are consistent so if you have a panel of five judges and four of them vote for one athlete to be first place and then the fifth one votes them to be fifth place, clearly there's something yep. wrong. Clearly there there's yep. a misinterpretation of the criteria or something like that. So you just want consistency, but in the same tone, Earl, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is not, you know, judges should never be afraid of, well, I'm going to get bounced back down if I don't judge the same way as everybody else. No, that's not what this is intended mm-hmm. to do. It's not intended for people to, no. you know, just, okay, I'm going to vote a certain way because my neighbor did that way and I don't want to be a test judge again, but it's to be like, okay, as Earl said, we're all professionals here. You know what the criteria is. You were expected to know what the criteria is. Now let's vote based on that criteria. It's it's it, it, it's It's, you're asking judges yeah, you know, you're, to be more prepared, to be better prepared, and to stay prepared. That at least that's the way I see it. But correct me if I'm wrong, Earl. No, no, you're you're spot on, Des. Um, we have rules out there, and the rules on each division specifically say what we're looking for. So it's not. We use me as an example. It's not. Oh, oh, Earl thinks this way. No, Earl needs to. The rule needs to interpret the rules the way the rules are spouted, and that's the way I need to judge. You know what I mean? So, and that and that's all we're doing. We're just we're just bringing and we're encouraging other judges. Like like I'll give you an example. We've had a few pro athletes end up test judging. They've had to test judge three times, but you know what? They're passionate to where you know what they want to come on board, and they have come on board. You know so. Yeah, it was just a matter of uh, getting everybody on board and and being consistent, like like you said, Des. Yeah, there you have it, Kaylin. What thoughts do you have on this subject? Well, you know, there's there's some things in there, and I love the way Earl's saying it. But you know, we we are given the information. Um, every uh, promoter that has basically sent out that people are going to be judges, they send the criteria with the email. Uh, Earl did a wonderful job of passing that information along to us uh, at the at the judges' meetings. And so, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that are, are brought into play to keep us in line. And, you know, if, if we're not there for the competitor and simply for a pride kind of fact or matter, it's a telltale sign that maybe it's not for everyone. I mean, there's there's people that, you know, are passionate about the sport but I've learned in church, I've learned at work, and I've learned in other places that sometimes, you know, that place or position isn't for everyone. It's not an easy place to be in, in that judge's seat, and it, it, it is 
it should be taken to heart, and you should be more serious, and you should be more passionate when you understand that you're dealing with someone else's future. You know, it sounds kind of funny yeah. to say it that way, but that's the truth. And if we're not uh, caring for them in a way that basically makes them the most successful they can be, then we are in the wrong seat. And maybe, you know, we, we could be doing something else to help out the show. And uh, I'll let Earl elaborate on some of the things he was saying. You know, if you, you want to help out, there's other ways, but it doesn't always have to be the, the judge's seat to, to, to help out and, and make that happen. Right. The, the, the one thing I could say, KP, I, I, again, I, I can't speak for anybody else because I don't know how other people think. But when I'm asked to judge or head judge, I'm thinking, man, that's a privilege. Is there pressure? Yeah, it's pressure that I need to perform my best no matter what show I'm at because, you know what, again, it's directed toward the athletes. And um, I know back in the day and even other organizations, as a judge, you just show up that morning, there's your packet, and you start judging. But we, and I guarantee you on August 11th, when when we have uh, the judges there, guess what? We're going to have a judges meeting. Um, we're, and, and we're bringing everybody on the same sheet of music. And that's, that's, to me, that's a big difference. And you know what? Now we'll hold people accountable. It's, it's even more of a privilege to be on a judging panel. So when somebody asks me to judge, I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that. I got to step my game up if I, if, I, if I can. And that's why when I'm flying, every time I fly, I read the bylaws. I read the rules. And I'm thinking, I know those things back in my head, and I'm thinking, you know what, do I need to? No. Do I do that? Absolutely. Why? To help the athletes. So I, I can't I can't stress mm-hmm. that enough. You know, one thing, go, go, go ahead, guys. I just wanted to mention on the uh, a couple things on the August 11th show, but we'll mention that a little bit later on if you want. Okay, cool. I would like to jump in with another listener question because I think this one, um, (laughs) this is an interesting one. This one is from Jake. And so, uh, Kalen, this one is directed more so so towards you and I. He's saying, I haven't heard if you or Kalen have placed yourselves in the P4P show, but it's sounding like you're not. I think it would put a blemish on the show if you were. If Earl is the head judge, wouldn't that cause some conflict of interest in some sort of way? Kaylin, I'll let you um, answer that one first. Ooh, wow. Katie, we just you, talked you about know, that. <laughs> I was just about to say, <laughs> this is something that, <laughs> that Earl and I had talked about uh, when we were setting up to judge. And, you know, just making sure the sport stays clean and, and is seen as clean and basically doesn't have issues that will take away from the competitors on stage and the people that are supporting them in the audience. Um, I think it would be a big conflict. As, as much as I might be driven to want to be part of this great event, like I said, there's sometimes where we have to take that back seat as individuals and, and basically to increase the sport that we love. Because at some point, you know, we, and this is every competitor, we're going to sacrifice, we're going to have to show discipline, and we're going to have to show dedication. And sometimes it means stepping out of the way so others can basically increase instead of just us. Because it, it's a supportive sport. It's well supported if it's done correctly. And there's a lot of things that go in on the backside 
that uh, most people don't get to see. They never get a pat on the back officially, but they do their due diligence to make the show work, and they love that, and they are that passionate where that happens. I, you know, as much, like I said, as much as I wanted to step on stage with what they're offering, it was a big thing to where you say, you know, it's not at the expense of the sport. Um, I'll pass it back to you, Des, and then we'll get it to her. Um, you know, and I and that is a great question, and I do agree that we would not want to do anything that would compromise the sport, but I disagree from the standpoint that I can't say I'll never be on a stage where Earl Snyder is not a head judge. Um, you know, Kaylin and I have very distinct roles. Now, hold on, KP. And I know, I know that's not what you're saying, but I'm just going to say in case that's kind of what folks are thinking. Um, you know, I'm emceeing this particular show. Kalen's going to be doing his thing for uh, Midwest Muscle and conducting interviews. So we both have very, um, you know, specific roles coming in this show and supporting it, um, and, and we've been very vocal about that. But, uh, you know, a lot of times as an athlete, and I'm just speaking as an athlete, I have no idea who's going to be on that judging panel when I decide to prep for a given show or if I register for a show. And... Um, you know, we know just from our roles that we that we hold with the with the podcast and Midwest Muscle, and now we are um, doing more judging, and we meet a lot of promoters and a lot of athletes. Odds are we're going to know somebody on a judging panel somewhere we're going. Sometimes I don't, and honestly, I don't think that works in our favor as athletes because sometimes I feel like maybe we get judged a little more critically. But uh, maybe mm-hmm. not so. But, you know, Earl is not my coach. He's not my trainer. Um, we are peers. And I have every confidence because of Earl's passion that he has for the sport. And every judge should be this way. If he saw me on a stage somewhere, he's going to judge me the way that he mm-hmm. would judge me any other athlete on that stage. And I've been judged by my peers before. And it, it didn't do me any favors. <laughs> I did not necessarily come out on first. So they didn't give me any placement that they didn't feel I uh, didn't deserve. So with that being said, I don't think it would be a conflict of interest. But, you know, given the the ties that Kaylin and I have in this inaugural show, yeah, I mean, we're very involved with it. We're We're very much promoting it because of the roles that we have. But going forward, you know, if we decide to compete, more than likely we will not be as involved in other aspects of the show as we are this year. So that, in that scenario, might be a conflict. But, you know, being judged by Earl Snyder, I don't think would be a conflict. Kaylin, sorry I cut you off. What were you going to add? Um, what, what I was going to say is that, you know, it, it's we, we say this a thousand times, and I think a lot of people miss it. The fitness community is very small, and even though it's it's so very large. But here's the thing. There's a lot of compassionate, there's a lot of impassionate, and then there's a lot of passionate people that are really engaged in what they're doing. But the reason they're so successful in this sport is because they're so positive, they're so energetic, but they're also so truthful. And that means they have to start with themselves. They have to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror the same way we do, and they're very driven, but they're not driven by a lie, uh, anything hidden, agenda, there's nothing in the background that basically keeps them from being the people they, they they intend they set out to be that morning until the end of the day. They're very good at what they're doing 
simply because they made a part of telling the truth in how they do it. Most of the time when they're talking about the people they're closest to, they can be the most truthful because they know how to speak to you in the way you need to hear it. As competitors, Mm -hmm. that's a blessing and a joy because you don't have to get the sugar-coated, you know, you had a bad tan, uh, you know, you look a little off, or, or, you know, the basically cliche things we used to hear in the past. Now, because of people being more and more engaged in the sport that they love, they're speaking more honestly and openly, and you always do that with your friends first because that's how you learn. And um, Earl has uh, put me in my place, so to say, many times in the past, and he'll do it many times in the future because this is what the sport needs to grow and increase. And that means the the competitors have to do their part as well, and that's always improved. And you don't do that by basically getting a a hookup or or, or a handout Mm -hmm. or something like that because uh, this is something else we were talking about. And uh, I'll let Earl go from there, but it's a lot that we spoke about. And uh, (laughs) that's a very good question, uh, listener. Thanks so much. Let let, let me me interject here. But the number one thing for the listener is integrity. As a judge, you have to have integrity. And I can share an experience where I helped a guy, one of my closest friends. Guess what? I had to judge him. I had him fifth. I had fifth out of six because that's where I seen him. And and people are like, really? I'm like, yeah, there is no friends. There's no – and the other thing as far as as the judging, that the listeners or competitors know that, you know, each judge has to be responsible – for how they scored the athletes. So when they expect feedback, the judges will have to have that, uh, their notes, and that should be the validity of how they scored you. So the other thing is I've seen, and you are right, listeners, that, that is there a conflict? Yeah, there, I've seen, in KP, we talked about this, where you see some people sponsoring a show to where they entered the show. And you, yes. I guarantee you're not you're not, on August 11th. The NGA P4P Pro Am undefeated. You're not going to have that. Period. You know that's right. that's we 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 don't rule that way. That's right. And well, I mean, and that's the way it should be done. And I think there are a lot of organizations that have um, judges that feel the same. But from tonight's perspective, and for the upcoming P4P undefeated show, you've definitely got that promise here live from the head judge. A um, couple more questions that I know we, I want to get to, and then we're going to start to focus on a couple more of the details that um, competitors at P4P Undefeated should be in the know about because we said we're going to get to those details as, as well. But if we don't get to everything tonight, don't worry, because Earl is also going to be back on July 31st, I believe it is, what that, what, that Tuesday, whether it's the 30th or 31st. Um, and so athletes will still have more time to get their questions in and, and, you know, time to tweak a few things if they hear something that wasn't on their radar. So real quickly, this next question is from Billy. He's saying, if a competitor is mad when the judges make their decisions, how do the judges deal with the angry comments from competitors and relatives? And that's, and that's something that you, you touch on quite a bit as well, Earl. So what can you share with Billy here? Hey, Billy, that's a great question, and, and I'm going to even deal with the pros. I've had some disgruntled pros that approach me, and 
and other athletes that they thought they got screwed and their coaches said, you know what, there's no way. So how, how I handle that is, is a couple ways. Um, first of all, when a really disgruntled athlete comes to me and asks for feedback and starts arguing, I could give them $100 and they'd be asking, why not 200 So they react out of emotion. And when any athlete acts out of emotion um, and, their, and their emotions are high, they're not going to be receptive to any kind of feedback. So how I handle that is I say, you know what, and usually when I fly in, I'm usually don't fly out until the following afternoon. And I tell that athlete, you know what, do me a favor, meet me for breakfast. Meet me for breakfast. Or you know what, if I'm flying back home early enough, I'll say, give me a call. And I'll give my cell phone number. And once in a while, I'll have a disgruntled athlete apologize or I'll sit and discuss that. And they're like, you know what, I appreciate that. So I will give them the time if, if they're able to think clearly. And a lot of times they, they don't. So that's how I handle um, handle that those situations. Or an after party is a great way because guess what? They, they're still hangry. You know, they're still hungry. And you know what? When they have a little bit of food and able to think right and have the carbs, then they're, then they're being able to be more receptive. So that, that always helps too. I mean, food's always good. <laughs> food is always good. Kaylin, your thoughts on this? Well, you know, the thing is, like I, I love how Earl says it um, at, at the, at the uh, team meeting or the competitors meeting, and that everybody wants, and you know, unlike any other sport, there's people that have given up a, a significant amount of time and their lives and their their relationships. There's a lot that goes into a competition, and no one wants to lose. But like Earl said, you know, it's going to be one person that's going to be in the place that everybody's looking to to have. And everybody else is going to be in another place. And if we come to that understanding and understand that these passionate people are in some very sensitive spots, they're being judged for how they look. And that's, that's a whole different mindset in itself. But they're also basically being judged among their peers. And you know, there's a lot of things that people need to understand going into it where, you know, you shouldn't be saying, you know, you're going to get your pro card or you shouldn't be saying, you know, I'm coming to, you know, rock the side, I'm bringing my family and they're going to watch me walk off the center. You don't, you know, to me that's uh, selling wolf tickets that you never could buy. But you have to deal with it as a judge. Um, I've had to deal with it uh, a couple of times, you know, whether it be face-to-face or in the uh, social realm, but you you have to consider that they have feelings too, and they might be upset, they might be frustrated, but haven't we all been? And, uh, you know, like, yep. like Rose, there there's some integrity that the judge has to have, and if we're not going to hold on to that integrity for the sport, if not for ourselves and our own self-respect, then we have to be very careful in wanting that seat because there's a lot of responsibility and, and uh, discipline that goes in that seat. And, you know, like I said, we, we just have to be careful in how we go about it. Yes? Well, one thing, one yeah. thing let, me, let, me tell what the, let me tell the listeners, that we as judges, sitting in the judging seat, we travel sometimes hundreds of, hundreds of miles at a show. And, and we sit there for eight hours, ten hours, and with the scoring and the judging and everything we're going through, 
We don't do that for the money. We don't do that to make an athlete lose. We're there to help athletes to spend a whole day coming from wherever. You know, so, and the other thing is, KP, and correct me if I'm not wrong, is, is, is the coaches need to be honest with their athletes. And yes. knowing that they're honest, it's like, you know what, not everybody can take first. So, and you can't sit there and say, hey, here's a photo. And I've heard there's so much time. Like, hey, look, I look better than that person. You know what, that photo don't mean anything because how you pose on stage at that time is determining how the judges score you. You may have the best physique, but it's not about that. It's about more how you present to the judges. So you can have the best body, but guess what? If you don't display it, then that's where you tend to get disgruntled athletes. Like, I'm better, I'm harder. You don't, if you don't display it, we can't score you right. That's all I want to say on that. And that, I mean... Well, and I and I would totally agree. And this actually flows right into Sam's question. Um, you know, she's asking, how come so many trash the judges and the pictures on social media show that most of the time the judges get it right? And you know, and that's, I mean, I think Earl has hit on a key thing there, and we've all been there. All three of us here are athletes. <laughs> Not a single one of us has won first place in every single show, although Earl has probably come pretty close. But <laughs> speaking for myself, I, I placed, I've placed a variety of places throughout my competition career, and each time just working to get better and each time getting judges' comments. And, um, you know, you, you might have the biggest size coming into stage, but if you don't know how to show that, then the judges can't see it. The judges can't judge what we do not show them, and it's, and it's that simple. So, again, when you hear Kaylin and I harping on posing, 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 and even I need to listen to that and take it to heart because I've got plenty of room to improve in posing, a lot of times that's what it comes down to. You put in all of that hard work and the diet in the gym just to dump it in the posing a lot of times. Not all the times, but a lot of times that's what it comes down to because an athlete was not able to adequately show off everything that they did. And so sometimes, Bingo. Sam, that's where a lot of the trash talking comes because, well, those judges don't know what they're looking at and this and that. And, um, well, it all depends on what we were shown in order to determine what that vote is going to be. And, again, if the judges are consistent, I mean, still independently thinking individuals, but if they're consistent with the criteria you know, you are any given athlete is not going to be far off from where they should have been. You know, it might be one point that divides you sometimes. So, I mean, it's it's, it's nothing that's ever taken lightly. Earl? Yes. So, yeah. Kaylin, jump in, too, if you have anything to add. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, you know, I... I... We talked about this uh, prior to the show, but I can tell you that, you know, being like Des said, we're around a lot of promoters, and I have yet to meet one, and I, I do mean this sincerely. I have yet to meet one that said, this person is supposed to win, this person is supposed to place this one, and I don't like this person, so this is where they're supposed to place. I have yet to meet one that said that prior to a show. Um I can speak personally and say that I have never traveled to any place to judge anyone 
with the intent to say this person will not do well simply because I don't like them. That's not why right. I go to shows. That's never been why I've gone to shows. I know Earl has made it a, a big thing to that people understand that we don't come from out of town simply because we hate you. I, I, I just don't understand that thinking. And, uh, you know, I, I get you're at a carb deficit and you're not thinking clearly. I mean, we, we'll, we'll, we'll even add that in there to say, well, you know, we'll give you that excuse. But to keep going on and on that, you know, trashing something where we do get to see the pictures and we do get to see uh, what what's going on. And, you know, that truth does sink in. And a lot of people don't want to admit it, but it does. As a competitor, that truth will sink in that, yeah, I did miss a lot of things. And I did, you know, there's been times where I've made the wrong pose. How's the judge supposed to score it if I'm posing incorrectly? There's a lot of things that go into what, you know, a picture doesn't say everything, and sometimes it lies, simply the way it's portrayed with the wording that follows suit. So, you know, I can understand why you would trash the show, uh, the promoters and the judges, simply because you've invested so much in the wrong direction of what you're doing, but that will never uh, excuse uh, poor participation. It will never uh, reflect positively on the person uh, doing the trashing because there's so many more ways to get your point across with the uh, mm-hmm. the judges, with the uh, competitors. And, and you, 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 it's so much disrespect in trashing because you're basically saying the person that won should not have. You're saying the people that were on stage shouldn't have been, even shown up because they were simply supposed to be giving to you. And then you, you take away from the true competitive nature of what sports is all about. You know, you don't have to disrespect anyone to set set foot on stage, and you definitely don't help yourself by doing so. Okay? That's right on. There you have it. Yeah, there you have it. All right. Let, well, and, and give, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say nope, one more example to, to the listener that we've had so many good people on stage, and you know what? They push, if they're at the end, or toward the end of the stage, and they're posing straight on, guess what? The judges on my right side of me, or my left side, can't see you. So so one little FYI to help you out on stage, always angle to the head judge, now all the judges can see you. That's, to me, that's, that's where a lot of the, the people miss their, po- their placings as far as the posing and stuff. If the judge can't see you, right, they're not going to score you like you should deserve. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's how no, we exactly. see. When we, ask for, when we ask for a pose, we score you on how you hit that pose, period. So, and so, explain, so, Earl, so I would have to say, too, and this is my opinion, but Earl, let me know your thoughts on this, but – I always think the mark of a good head judge is that he will move the athletes around quite a bit so that all the judges can see them in different lighting and from different angles. Not just who yeah. you think your top three are, because you gotta see those you gotta see those things and you gotta see people side by side and lined up and all of that good stuff. But they don't just plunk someone in one spot and then leave them there. They move the athletes around. So Earl, how important is that? to move athletes no, around in various positions in the line. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the listeners, the, the competitor listeners, a little insight. And when I'm head judging, when I my meeting, 
I always tell all the judges, if there's something you want to see, let me know. And what happens is <laughs> I, I try to make it tough on the judges. My, I, I make it tough on myself because you're right, Desiree. If, if, I, if I throw an athlete and change his position on stage, guess what? That just made him look different. It, may, it, it, yep. it totally threw a, a wrench in the fire. And, and guess what? The more I move people around, now this is on the athlete. This is on you athletes out there. If, I, if we keep moving around and Caitlin says, oh, I want to see this, or Desiree says, I want to see this, guess what happens? The longer someone's on stage and being moved around, one of two things. It's either going to make you harder or it's going to make you spill over and look softer. Now, that's on yeah. the athlete. And I, we see that time and time again. And then, you're, and then the athletes sit there and say, before they come back on stage, you know, let's say before they go out on stage, they look and they're like, you know what, I'm the hardest, I'm the best. But guess what? That guy that got lost in the shuffle in the beginning, and I've seen this probably, uh, I guess out of my 11 shows, I think it was in South Carolina. This, per- this lady came from nowhere, nowhere. And the longer I had them on stage, holy cow, guess what? By the time we were done, she ended up winning. And so that's the reason why we, we, we make, you know, the athletes have to be in condition. So, so whatever the, the judges go, make you go through, I mean, that's what it's about. Not just show up in a suit and that's it. No, you've got to do your homework. You've got to practice, practice, practice. Practicing makes you better. That's all. Yep, you can't cheat the grind. I've tried, but no. it doesn't work. <laughs> it sure doesn't. <laughs> It sure doesn't. You got to put in the effort on all fronts because if you have a judging panel worth their weight, and as long as the level of competition is there, because granted, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's obvious that there is just one person that's head and tails above everyone else, and it doesn't take a long time to judge them. But if you've got, uh, you know, a, a strong, play, a competitive field, expect to be out there a long time, and it's going to show. It's going to show if you put in mm-hmm. all the effort that you could have. It's going to show that. Um, and lighting makes a difference, too. And so yes. different areas on the stage, you're going to show differently under the lighting. And, and frankly, that's out of our control, out of the judge's control. Andrew, but the more that a good judging color. panel moves you guys around. That's right. Even their color. Not, uh, yeah. their, their color, their yeah. hand. That has a lot to do with it. Oh, Absolutely. my goodness. Yep. Oh, <laughs> that might be another topic, folks. Yes. We might have to talk about that. We might have to talk about that more on the 31st show. So, guys, okay, Sheila, yeah. Sheila, I know we've got your question, lady, and I haven't forgotten about it. We're going to try to get to it, but we have less than 10 minutes left. If we don't get to it on this show, I promise we will get to it on the next show. But on this show in particular, and I I know we'll hit on the next show as well, um, for the P4P Undefeated. Now, Earl, a big part of what you do um, with the athletes as head judge is you always walk through what the T-Walk experience is going to be. So kind of talk to us about why that is important and what athletes can expect from P4P undefeated as far as their time on stage and how the T-Walk or the night performances are going to be handled. All right, folks. Uh, For you folks entering the uh, NGA P4P uh, undefeated championships, 
what we're going to do, and, I, and you guys got some, all you listeners got some insight. Now, what we're going to do is in the morning, prejudging the, if you're bikini, figure, or men's physique, you're going to do your T-walks, okay? Is it going to count? No, we don't score that. But what does it do? And I've seen this across the nation. When we do this, it, everybody, including the pros, are nervous. If you're not nervous, then, then there's something wrong. But especially first-time competitors or competitors that aren't seasoned, what happens is when you go through, if I just put you up there and we're doing half turns in bikini or we're doing quarter turns with men's physique or figure ladies, guess what? You're going to be nervous and you're going to screw up and you're thinking and you're not going to feel comfortable. But by adding, and, and thanks to promoter Joe, Joe Manning, he said, you know, let's give them stage time. So, so this ain't like another organization where you're up there for 10 seconds and you're off. Uh-uh. So we're going to give you a T-walk. And what that does is it makes the athletes feel more comfortable because they've been up on stage longer. That doesn't count. So now when I actually take them through the quarter turns or half turns, that's when it counts. And most athletes uh, do appreciate that. I mean, myself included being a competitor. I'm like, you know what? If, if I had that extra time, I want to feel more comfortable because the more comfortable an athlete feels, the, the better they're able to show their true physique and relax a little bit and, and think clear. So that's one of the reasons and one of the things that we're going to do because, again, the bottom line is it's all about the competitors. So when you guys have your uh, – Many T-walks, um, don't worry, but at least you'll be out on stage and get stage time before we actually do the, uh, the turns. So that's, that's, yeah. again, that's, that's helped so many competitors. And just real quickly, I'm just going to give a brief example from this last weekend. We had a, a young athlete. Um, he was competing in physique, and he had several crossover categories in physique. He did beginner, he did novice, um, he did open, and um, he didn't have a lot of competition for beginner and novice, so he was out on the stage by himself. But the first time he came out, he he was so nervous, and he was shaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time he'd ever did this, he didn't even know. You could tell he didn't know what to expect. And to top it off, he was out there by himself, so all eyes were on him. And then each time we saw him come back out on stage, as Earl was saying, he, well, A, he had excellent conditioning anyway, but he just was more and more confident and more comfortable about being out on that stage. And then when he got to the open category and he actually had competition and he competed for the overall, he won it. (laughs) He won it. And um, and he was just, like, rock solid by the time he got to the overall because he had been out on stage, like, three or four times after that, and, like, that stage was his at that point in time, and he nailed it. So, I mean, I definitely could see and did see a living example of what Earl was talking about of the more stage time you have, the more confidence you're going to have, and the more time your body has to react to that environment so you really are getting more of a chance to show your absolute best when it matters. Kalen? Yeah, I, I was going to bring up your point you just made. I, I love it. And um, that kid, um, like I said, because of the way uh, Earl had set it up and Courtney had set it up with the judges' interaction, we were able to also speak with him after the show 
at the venue and then at the after party because they, we were just made available. And I think that's very important and vital that, you know, they do get that feedback. And I love how Des said it. It's so much better to get it right then and there because we can have a better state of mind and being to actually answer those questions fully or more completely because it's still fresh in our head as well as theirs. Well, I mean, granted, we have notes, but, you know, there is that loss of uh, information as we deal with our day-to-day lives as we go through the days in between. Um, hopefully, like I noticed, like Des was saying, they are giving us emails and they're also sending pictures of who they are and were, so that helps in, in, in a way. But it definitely is, is better to be made available that day or that night after the show and still have a chance to basically be interactive with them so they can, you know, because you know, sometimes in words and, and, and messages, it doesn't come across the way you intended to say them and it might be taken a more harsh or, or negative way, but we are trying to a- answer it fully, and sometimes it might not be read appropriately. So do interact with us in person. It's a lot better. Uh, for any judge, it's a lot better in that way. And if you have, like like they said, a judge worth their salt, they will be engaged in that answer and not basically aloof and trying to get away because they're ready to go home because they're sick of being there. Um, like I said, if everybody – has their role to play in the sport, and some people can be multitasking and others are basically just sitting in one spot and they're happy with it. We have to do better as, as, as in the judging for the sport to increase. I've always mm-hmm. said that. Earl has heard me, heard, heard me say this many times over. You don't really have a good show unless you have good judging. It's just that simple. And um, I love the fact that he's a man of integrity and does what he sets out to do with the intent to improve everyone not just from a prideful stance. His pride is basically doing it correctly, and that's a good thing to be proud of. And I love the fact that he has put his heart and soul into what he's doing to make sure that everyone else improves as he does. That's All right. And with that, guys, we are uh, cutting off questions tonight. We are getting ready to end. Sheila, as I mentioned, we're going to get your question about sponsors in on the next show. And for all and of our uh, – and. And tanning, yep. And I was going to say for all of our listeners out there who had questions about tanning, we're going to lead on that with our next show with Earl Miller again. Granted, it's going to be a couple of weeks, folks. He's going to be back July 31st, but we're going to keep track of all of these so we can um, go over those with Earl again. So even if you've forgotten that you asked the question, we have not. We will not, and we'll be sure to get that out there. So, um for all of the athletes out there that are prepping for their next show, Earl Miller. Did I say Earl Miller? I meant Snyder. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know what I'm saying. So whoever caught that, good job. Earl Snyder. <laughs> I don't know where the Miller came from. Uh, and I don't even drink, so it's not Miller time. I couldn't even tell you. But anyway, done rambling. Done rambling on that. So, July 31st, Earl Snyder, we're going to get back to this. For all of our athletes, keep prepping. Hopefully we've shared a few things that will help you keep moving forward, and we'll be looking to share even more in the coming weeks. But in the meantime, Earl, if somebody just wants, you know, to chit-chat about judging in general, maybe they're interested in becoming a judge for the NGA and are wondering what that process is all about, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, just uh, Earl Pearl Snyder at live.com. That's my email. Or, you know, um, um, look up, we have a show September 8th at Penn State. 
if you look at the NGA schedule, you click on the uh, click on the schedule, and there's my my uh, cell phone number and anything. And I always return calls as soon as you know first availability that I have. So again, I'm here to help any of you listeners in any way possible. Again, it's it's all about you guys, and we make it that way. And, and so four and a half weeks on August 11th. It's not going to change. We're good. It's all about you guys. So, yeah, right. all about you. Any questions? Get a hold of me. Yep. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Kalen. Uh, snickerdoodle shout out. Snickerdoodle and hold chunk. <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf, um, on behalf of Earl the Pearl, Kalen Don't Patterson, myself, and the boys from P for P Muscle, your body is a temple. So let's build it. Wait, Nick. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.